What's up, guys? It's Slim here uh, with the latest premium podcast breakdown. Uh, in this episode, we're going to kind of look at quarterback strategy, um, mainly more focused on a super flex or two QB league, uh, where obviously the quarterback is much more significant and there has to be a little bit more strategy involved. But we will look at a couple things that relate to one quarterback leagues as well. Um, again, thanks for uh, subscribing and and uh, you know, becoming a member here, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and hopefully some of this information helps you win your leagues this year. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Slim4MVP. So Slim with the number four and then MVP. Uh, so you can give me a follow there. Uh, you can shoot me a DM if you have any questions about things that you hear in this episode or any episodes, um, you know, and we can touch base there and, and I can do a better job maybe of answering some more specific things for you if that's the case. Um, So with all that being said, we'll kind of get into this. Um, Like I said, we're going to focus more on kind of a super flex type look here because obviously that's where quarterbacks, uh, there's a lot more strategy involved um, when it comes to your draft. But, you know, like I said, um, in one QB leagues, there's still a little bit there that uh, you might need to think about. Um, last episode, I kind of gave you a, a, a fairly uh, user-friendly budget for a one QB league. So if you missed that, you can go back and listen to the roster construction podcast that I have posted here uh, for other premium members. And you can take a listen there and that, that might give you a budget that'll work for you for a one QB league. Um, in that episode, I kind of talked about maybe where I tend to go at quarterback. Um, and, you know, maybe you find that you want to spend more than what I was, was talking about in a draft like that. Um, I will say what I've noticed in one QB leagues is um, if you say want to stay in, you know, if you look at my tiers and my tier one or two, um, you know, for example, uh, Dak Prescott for me is somebody who I... I would look to target um, in a one QB league potentially. Uh, typically, I'm not going to still spend that much, but um, any of those guys, kind of Mahomes is always number one, and then you know you get your Josh Allen is usually number two, and then after that, it's kind of um, we see a, a, some varying prices, but there's a lump of you know Prescott, Murray, Herbert, Russell Wilson, kind of those four guys. And so if you look at that group of those four and you say, you know what, I want one of those guys. Um, What I've found, uh, I've looked at six drafts that I did in June and at the very start of July. Um, Mahomes, if you look at the price that Mahomes goes at and you jump down to QB4, whoever the fourth quarterback was, that quarterback went somewhere in the range of 63% to 69% once. three times that QB4 went for 67% of what Mahomes went for. So if you average out those values, uh, it's a pretty tight window of percentage uh, that the QB4 went for an average of 66% of what Mahomes did. So Mahomes typically goes pretty early. Uh, So if you can see the price, that should give you a rough idea if you want to target someone in that tier, uh, what you probably are going to expect to spend um, with at least what I've seen uh, pretty uh, regular results. So I call Mahomes kind of like this marker player where if you see a value, you can kind of do a quick calculation and say, all right, if I want 
um, somebody in that QB4 price range. Uh, so whether that is Prescott, Murray, Wilson, or Herbert, then you should have a ballpark of what to spend. Now, somebody might value you know, Dak Prescott a lot more. So he might end up going as the QB3 or the QB2. But what I'm saying is it doesn't really matter who that QB4 is. Uh, it should be somewhere around that price range that I'm talking about, and that's 66% of Mahomes' value. So that's something to pay attention to, and it can really help you um, come up with a more concrete budget right in the draft as soon as you see what Mahomes goes for and give you a sense of are you in or are you out based on that, that dollar figure. So that's something to maybe keep in mind. Um, so... Other than that, though, uh, we're going to start focusing on Superflex here. And there's a couple strategy points, I guess. Um, you know, it's a little bit trickier to make your budget with the Superflex League, and we'll talk about that here in a minute, um, mainly because there's going to be a lot more money spent on quarterback. Uh, and typically for me, too, when I'm in a Superflex League, I want to make sure that I'm getting um, a pretty safe QB1. And after that... Maybe I can I can experiment a little bit at QB2, and, and I'll talk about that again here um, in a little bit. But um, so one of my general rules is, you know, I I say, all right, who are my top 12 quarterbacks? Um, I want to make sure that I leave with one of these guys as my QB1. And I might prioritize certain guys based on price and things like that. But um, And if you want to see, you know, prices, obviously we have those on our site. Uh, so... You know, you can check out the auction values, and we have two QB and Superflex prices. Um, and you can try to see things that will fit into your budget here in a second. And I'll, I'll give you some budget numbers as well here that you can maybe look at. Um, the other thing is, I think, in a Superflex, you want to figure out your path as quick as possible. And what I mean is you need to look and see. Uh, like in a Superflex, a lot of quarterbacks typically get nominated fairly early. Um, and if you're... If you're in a draft with some savvy drafters, you'll start seeing, you know, RB2 sprinkled in and maybe the tight end five in your rankings, they might get sprinkled in. And if you don't have a clear path yet, it's hard to necessarily bid on some of those guys, um, mainly because depending where your budget is, you kind of don't know where you're allocating quarterback money until you've actually bought them. Uh, and until you've actually bought them, you don't know where you can pivot at running back and receiver yet. And a lot of guys are kind of hesitant to, to make too many drastic moves to their budget until they start getting a few things in place uh, where they know exactly now what money they have left. Um, so I like in Superflex, if I can get a quarterback fairly early, it, it, I know now um, the direction that I'm going to be headed, uh, specifically at my quarterback one. Because I'm usually going to have more money budgeted for my quarterback one, obviously. Um, so, you know, I find that useful. That's one thing that I, I like to kind of do. Um, if we're talking about a budget, and I'll kind of break down maybe a general budget that you might want to look at, uh, assuming, you know, roughly 18 roster spots again and things like the starting, you know, three receivers and or, you know, even if one is a flex, something like that. But um, I generally like to budget about 30 bucks for my QB1. Uh, I've been in drafts, I've seen Mahomes go for 50. Um, and I just think in Superflex, uh, there's maybe not going to be that much difference between, say, the QB6 and the QB1. So I don't want to spend the extra 20-ish dollars to, to find out what that difference is on a point-per-game basis. Um, if you look at quarterbacks and points per game in, in a point-per-game way, um, which I've been doing this year, I'll say this, uh, when I get to do my tiers, I'll explain that a little bit further, but 
to me, I, I used to worry about what the total points were going to be. But really, when you're playing in a week-to-week setting, um, I don't really care how much points get accumulated over the season. What I care about is how many points am I going to be above or below uh, my matchup uh, in that given week. And so points per game, I find, really helps me compare apples to apples here. And if you look at QBs on a points per game basis, they get pretty jumbled up. Um, you know, we have quite a few guys in around like the 23, 24 points per game, which is which is pretty good. Um, so I don't think there's that much difference between Mahomes and some of these guys uh, in a, any given week. So to save $20 there, I think is a big savings. So I kind of have about 30 bucks because I feel like I can get, you know, Brady, Rogers, Stafford, Jalen Hurts, uh, Russell Wilson, even in some instances. Um, and, you know, maybe... Uh, one of these top guys slides a little bit, you know, maybe Justin Herbert slides down and, and you like him, um, you know, that that could be in play as well. So I think it gives you the flexibility to go a lot of ways and you still end up with the QB1 that you really like. Um, for the QB2, I still like to keep a fairly high price tag. I usually go into my draft with about a $25 budget because either I can get one of those guys that I mentioned that slides, so I, I end up with two guys from that first group I mentioned, or, you know, I can throw in a Ryan Tannehill, who I really like as a QB, too. I think he's a pretty safe uh, type quarterback. Uh, Joe Burrow, to me, there's a lot of upside there. And with $25, I think it also gives me the the ability to pivot. If I want to spend a little bit more on another position, I can take away from that 25 and uh reallocate that somewhere else and I can move into some cheaper options and you know maybe I want to get cute and take a Trey Lance and a Jimmy Garoppolo kind of combo uh, and see you know when Lance actually starts I've seen a lot of drafts where people will take both Winston and Taysom Hill Um, and I'm not opposed to that either Um, you know maybe you can go even cheaper and take a Trevor Lawrence as your QB2 and you know, I think there's maybe a little bit of upside there. So I, again, I think it gives you flexibility to try some different things at the quarterback too. And then you can use that money somewhere else. Assuming you stay at 25 bucks though, then what it does for my running backs, I kind of go about $35 for my RB1, um, $30 for my RB2, and then $10 for my RB3. And why I like to do that, because again, I still think that at $35, I get somebody in the ballpark of you know, a, a Mixon, a Najee Harris, an Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, in a super flex, I often find myself targeting uh, Antonio Gibson at this RB1 at around $35. Uh, ideally, you know, I can pair him with a running back that slides from that group. Maybe Harris drops to 30. Uh, you know, maybe Clyde Edwards Hilaire is there at 30. Uh, Austin Eckler is another great guy at around $35. And what you're going to find in a super flex is um, your QB prices are going to are going to be high. Your top, very top end, you know, Christian McCaffrey's, uh, you know, Derrick Henry, uh, those guys are going to still go for a, a, a very high value as well. But it's going to be kind of the guys in the tier two, tier three running backs and receivers. You'll see the prices drop compared to one quarterback leagues. And so... What I find is there's always going to be some values in some of those regions that you can exploit in your draft if you're paying attention. Um, so even if you see the first couple guys go and you think, oh man, I don't have near enough budgeted for this, 
I, I just be patient. Um, in a draft I just did, I saw Zeke Elliott go for like just over $35, which you never see in a one QB league. Um, so again, uh, be patient there. Uh, with $10 at RB3, again, I'm very similar to a one QB league. And if you listen to the roster construction podcast, I talked about this. Uh, I'm looking for some upside, uh, you know, at that position. Uh, you know, maybe I get James Robinson at a discount um, and I can pair him with a decent RB4. Maybe that's Kareem Hunt, who's, you know, one injury away from potentially being an RB1 in fantasy. Um, you know, it's a rookie like uh, Trey Sermon or Michael Carter, again, who I mentioned in the previous pod. So it gives you some options there uh, as some depth pieces here. Uh, at wide receiver, um, because wide receiver is kind of deeper and what I find in super flex drafts, this is where you see a lot of values. Um, you, you do get a few dollar values um, at running back, but here you can get significant dollar values. You know, um, you, know you might see some guys go for almost $10 less than what you think they should uh, in, in some cases. Uh, with some of the, just the top end guys, maybe $10 is a stretch, but five for sure. You know, uh, We have A.J. Brown at, say, $32. He could very easily go for close to $25. Uh, draft I was just in, Justin Jefferson went for $25, and we see him in one QB leagues go for around $33. Um, so there's always some of these top guys that are value. So I, I budget about $25 bucks for my wide receiver one, and I'm really trying to look at a value in my top couple tiers of, of receivers that slips. Uh, in value here. So if I can sneak an A.J. Brown, a Calvin Ridley, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson um, into this RB1, or sorry, wide receiver one spot for around 25 bucks, I'm all about that. Uh, and as a fallback, you know, I feel good if I have to go with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, somebody like that, and an offense we project to be prolific, um, I'm cool with that too. Uh, and maybe it's an Allen Robinson. Maybe it's a Terry McLaurin. Maybe it's a Keenan Allen if he slides. There's just so many options as a wide receiver, one that I think you'd feel comfortable with. Um, you have to get a little trickier maybe uh, at, at the other wide receiver positions here, but uh, at wide receiver two, I'll budget about 15 bucks because I think that I can get a guy like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, or Julio Jones there. Uh, and then wide receiver three, I'm going around 10 bucks. And again, I think that you can find, you know, a T Higgins, uh, you know, somebody from Pittsburgh, if, if you if you have a good stance on somebody uh, from there uh, in an offense that, you know, we think is going to pass it a fair amount, maybe it's Brandon Ayuk for you. Um, but I think there's lots of options around that $10 mark that um, will give you some, some upside plays here. And then at tight end, uh, just because of the amount that you're going to spend on quarterbacks, it's hard to spend big uh, at tight end, I find, and super flex and feel really good about your roster. So I typically will double tap tight end um, and try and spend about 10 bucks or less on that combo that I that I draft. So whether you want to split it evenly at five and five, or maybe you go five and three, if I can save a couple bucks here, that's good. Um, because if you outline the budget I just kind of gave you, that should add up to uh, $180. Um, so it, you're going to maybe be somewhat tight on your bench, but I think you'll be able, you'll have a really decent starting lineup, and um, if you can maybe pay, put in one more decent uh, running back and you know maybe a couple uh, decent receivers for a little less than fifteen dollars, uh, you're probably drop a couple bucks here and there on on some deeper bench guys. I think 
you'll feel really good about this roster. And if you play your cards right and throw some upside in there, then you have a chance to really smash with uh, some of these bench guys that you can get your hands on, especially at the receiver position. I find as Superflex, uh, there'll be a lot of good options for around five bucks that uh, I think can definitely outproduce what their, uh, what their auction values are in those situations. Um, so yeah, that kind of breaks down how I usually approach a Superflex and where I like to allocate my money, uh, places where I feel like I can pivot. And, um, you know, wide receiver three is another great place to pivot from for me. Uh, if I've got $10 there, you know, and I know I need to go a little bit extra to get a wide receiver one that's, you know, maybe I got 25 bucks there, but uh, a guy I really like, I got to spend 28 Well, I know I can shave $3 off that wide receiver three and I still think I can feel pretty good about spending seven bucks on a wide receiver three and a super flex because I, I, again, I think you'll see a lot of values at the wide receiver position typically in super flex drafts. Um, So yeah, those are kind of the ways that I like to attack, like I said. Um, And like I mentioned before, if you hit me up on Twitter uh, and you got questions about any of this, uh, you can feel free to, to fire away there. Uh, DM or whatever works for you and um, we can discuss it further there and uh, I look forward to the comments and questions Uh, keep those coming uh, because I you know I want to see you guys do well in your drafts Uh, I think auction if you go in there smart it's a pretty easy way to put a, a really favorable team together and you can exploit a lot of weaker drafters in your draft um doing some of the things that we're talking about and uh, you'll find you'll, you'll be pretty successful at the end of the year. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, look for more podcasts here coming shortly. Um, I'm going to drop uh, running back tier and wide receiver tier podcasts in the coming days here uh, as we get kind of further into July and drafts kind of really start to heat up. So if there's anything you've got questions about for those kinds of things, that because I haven't dropped it yet, uh, again, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. And I can give you a sneak peek maybe of some things uh, that might help you if uh, you got a draft coming up here really quickly. Anyway, thanks again, and we'll talk to you guys later.